It's sometimes said that every person has at least one story worth telling in their lifetime, or at the very least, one book worth writing. But in order to get that idea out of our heads and onto paper, what does it really take? A certain kind of gumption, a certain kind of person, personality, persona? Or does it take certain disciplines to actually make those want to write that book or idea? In episode 40, I'm going to be talking about getting that idea or book out of our head and onto paper. This is Josh J.C. Alfelto for The Writer's Lens, and this is episode 40, Getting That Idea Out of Your Head and Onto Paper. Hey everyone, welcome back to The Writer's Lens, and uh, this is going to be episode 40, as you may have caught in the intro here, which is Getting That Idea or Book Idea out of your head and onto paper. So this is a brand new series that I'm going to be starting today. So for all of you that have been following along from the inception of The Writer's Lens, thanks for sticking with me for this long. I appreciate it. And for anybody new that might be listening to this for the first time, congratulations. You have just hit the jackpot. You are right at the beginning, (laughs) at the very beginning of a new series that I'm doing, uh, which I'm going to go through the process in every episode of what I'm doing for my second book, The Shadow of Mars, and kind of using it as a guinea pig slash template for beginning to end publication for a book idea in the the 21st century, uh, specifically as a self-publisher. So uh, if you're interested in that sort of thing, I encourage you to stick around. And if you've got other creative endeavors, I hope this is going to be encouraging to you as well. So let's just get right into it. Now, There's a few steps I'm going to go through in detail here as far as getting the idea from inside your head and onto paper. So just uh, follow along with me on this because I'm going to have uh, a few different uh, steps here in this process that we're going to to talk through and, uh, like I said, hopefully provide a bit of a template for you as you you begin your writing journey uh, uh, along with me. So the first thing, really that we got to have in all this is an idea. All right, let's just let's just start bare bones on this thing. You got to have an idea, but even more so, it's got to be an idea that you believe is worth telling and sharing with other people. And not only that, you you yourself have to be interested in this idea. Because if it's not interesting to you, then it's not going to be interesting to anyone else. People can pick that up in your writing. And I know that there are writers out there, there are authors who are making buku cash they're making good money and they're doing a lot of it just for the money okay i i get that you know james patterson i think churns out a new mystery novel every five or six months good for him um i'm sure he's very passionate about mystery and thriller uh but what i'm trying to advocate for here is that in the beginning stages the real creative gusto and juices that go into writing a good fiction is really believing in your idea and really believing that it's worth telling other folks about. Uh, I just got done doing a book event over the weekend at a bookstore here in Cleveland. And I was there with a few local authors. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Sold some books, met some new people, got some signups for this podcast, Writer's Lens. If you're one of those newbies who are listening, welcome. And uh, the, the thing that was so interesting to me is that whenever I go to one of these book signings or book events with local authors or self-published authors, 
you can just tell who is really sold out for their idea. Like who's really invested in wanting to share their story, share their idea with other people. And there's kind of a unique tension here between desperation and confidence where I think in the beginning stages of when I was first going to these things and, and meeting with people and having my own booth and, and talking about what I did as a writer, I would go to these things with such hesitance because I didn't want to be rejected. You know, I, I didn't want people to think my idea was stupid or, or I didn't want to sound dumb, right? But the, but the thing, obviously, that I've learned, or maybe it's not so obvious, that I've learned going to many of these now is that there's an ownership that has to take place where you do have to own your idea. You have to be interested in your idea because people will recognize if you're invested in your idea and if you're interested in your idea, they also will find themselves to be interested in it. And you could call that salesy. I mean, you could call that a, a marketing sales pitch if you want to, but it's true. People respond more so to an idea that you yourself are highly invested in than one when you're sitting there going, yeah, I don't know how anyone's going to feel about this. So that's the first thing that we really have to have to nail down is that we have an idea that's worth telling, sharing with others, and that we ourselves or, or you yourself are very interested in and you, you feel the necessity to write about it. So that's step one. The second step, which you may think is, I have an idea, and what I need to do is automatically name it, right? I have to name this thing. No, you don't. Okay, I, I'm going to say it right off the bat that coming up with a title does not have to be the first thing that you do. You can do that, all right? You can do that, but I'm not urging anyone out there to, to do that. You don't have to have a title. I mean, there's story ideas that I have where I can construct the entire story in my head or the narrative in my head, and I don't even know what the title of it will be yet. But the title eventually comes from fleshing out a bit of the story, which is exactly what this second step is, which will help you to develop your title, which is just coming out with a basic summary, a basic outline. Uh, this is really helpful, I think, too, if you're a real newbie at writing stories. Jerry Jenkins, who uh, runs the Writers Guild, which is sort of this uh, community of writers uh, that Jenkins put together on the internet uh, through his website. And first of all, if you don't know who Jerry Jenkins is, he wrote part of the Left Behind series. He's just this really well-accomplished writer. Uh, he's millions and millions of copies sold around the world. Very, just very successful in the written realm as far as writers go. And I think a lot of his stuff that he does is, is really solid. So if you want to check out somebody that really has a good handle on writing and also encouraging writers, I would I would encourage you to check out his stuff under the Writers Guild. But anyway, Jenkins describes two different kinds of writers in the early stages. He calls them pantsers and outliners. And quite literally, the, the pantsers, uh, the, the former that I described, are the sort of improv writers. They're the people that don't make outlines. Okay, they, they just sit down, they have an idea, and they just start going. And it's an adventure for them. It's a journey. You know, they're going to go on the journey as much as their reader will. Whereas the outliner says, look, I got to make some bullet points. You know, I got to have some, some of my ideas down before I really dive into this thing. Uh, before I start getting lost in the woods or something, I got to have at least a basic roadmap or else uh, I can't get this thing off the ground. No matter which one you are, it doesn't matter. Because the most important thing is, is that you start fleshing out the idea. You start seeing where this is going. I remember years ago, I was uh, talking with one of my writing buddies here in Cleveland, 
and we were discussing what it's like to start writing a, a fictional story and try to complete it. And it's a very difficult thing to do. But one of the things that really knocks people down is I have the idea and I'm going to start doing it, but I'm not so sure if I want to begin there yet. Maybe I want to skip ahead or I want to go to the middle somewhere, you know, like there's this confusion of where to really begin. And I just started thinking, you know, it's a lot of like pulling up weeds or maybe pulling up the roots of something because you, you might see a root sticking out of the ground. You grab it, you pull it. And all of a sudden there's all these other roots that you never knew about just, just under the ground that you had no idea. It's kind of like that with your own ideas. At least for me, that's been my experience when I when I wrote The Road to Mars. I remember getting to the end of a chapter and going, I have no idea how I'm going to start this next chapter. I know where I want to get to, but I just don't know how I'm going to do it. But as soon as I started to sit down, read the last couple of paragraphs from the last chapter, and then just kind of flow into the next one, suddenly the ideas began to spring up. This is where I'm going to go next. This is what my character is going to say. This is the moment when the villain shows up and does his thing. Okay. This is imperative for young writers, for aspiring writers, to just do this process. Whether you're outlining or you're you're one of the pantsers who's just improving it as you go, this is a very very important step to just keep trudging along to get through this idea. And because of that reason, the reason why I say you got to start writing it down is it can become incredibly discouraging. If you are writing it down and then immediately going back and trying to edit your work, this is something I think creatives do a lot, especially a perfectionist such as myself uh, in the early days of when I was writing. I used to do this all the time. I would write a page and I'd go back and reread it and I hated it. I just totally loathe it. I'd, I'd look at it and go, this is total garbage. There's no way I'm ever going to publish this thing. And I, and I get discouraged and I'd say, no, you know what? I'm just going to put this away. I'm not going to work on it anymore. Maybe I'll work on it when I feel ready in like six months. No, that's a bad, bad move. You shouldn't do that to yourself, okay? You, and you can't let yourself get discouraged in this way. So two things you can do to alleviate this uh, as part of step two uh, through this process of, of outlining and, and just going at it is read a book on grammar or writing styles, okay? Apollo LaRoque has a book on writing for grammar and formatting and style. I'd highly recommend that. <clears throat> or if you're someone like myself who writes sci-fi, read material that's close to your source material. Okay, so like for instance, if I'm writing sci-fi, I might I might read something that's in the sci-fi genre to kind of keep the creative juices flowing. I mean, right now I'm reading C.S. Lewis's Space Trilogy, mostly because C.S. Lewis is, is the man, but also he wrote a series that deals with outer space adventure and outer space travel. So I'm reading it, to become more acclimated to the idea of what would it be like to be on another planet. You know, in my case, it's Mars, but in his, it's, it's whole different kinds of worlds. So I, I, I won't spoil it for anybody that wants to read Lewis's Space Trilogy. But you get the idea. There's there's grammar formatting that we may need help with. It's fine. Go and, go and read something that will help you with that. If you're struggling creatively and you just don't feel like you can get to the next step, read something that is within your genre or it doesn't even have to be your genre really you know you can expand it to like a writer that you enjoy by immersing yourself in these ideas and in this realm of sort of like the flow state of creativity and learning new words as you're writing again i will reiterate this as being imperative 
for a writer to in order to keep moving forward and not to get discouraged and, and to keep flipping backwards and going, oh man, that chapter just sounds so bad. So what? So what? You have to keep going forward, then you can go back and edit. And again, that's my advice to what I do. I like to get through my ideas first and then go back and edit it in, in a free flow rather than constantly trying to do it the whole way through. Some people can work like that. I understand that you can work like that. But for me, there's just there's too much stopping and going. And I, and I got to keep things flowing naturally. So, so that's, that's, that's the step two. So now we, we have this idea that's worth telling. We're, we're trudging through it. We're, we're making sure that we're just going to do this thing. Maybe we've done some research on the, on the topic that we're writing. What else are we supposed to do here to make this thing happen? Well, the third thing that I would suggest is planning out times of your day when you will write. And I know to some creatives, this sounds like pulling teeth. Like you want me to plan times of my day to be inspired? That doesn't make any sense, right? Like like Josh, what are you what are you talking about? I am totally unbridled, right? I'm I'm a creative that can't be in a box. I'm a creative that that can't be held down or, or anything like that. Look, you have to make it habitual to to hone a craft. Any craft, any person that's trying to become disciplined, whether you whether you're studying kung fu, if you're an aspiring athlete, if you're a painter, there's things that you, these are the kinds of things that you have to discipline yourself in. And one of the disciplines I find as being a writer is that in a high octane, moving, fast paced world, you have to plot out times of your day when you're going to say, this is the time of the day I'm going to write. This is the time of day I'm going to read. And I'm going to prioritize so that I can do these things. So make a planner. You know, you know, make a plan or figure out the times of day that work best for you uh, in order to do this. Whether it's early morning, whether it's late at night, middle of the day, if you have that kind of luxury, then then do that. But you have to be able to plot out times during every day to read or write in order to keep things moving forward so that you don't lose uh, this flow of your your idea or you find yourself becoming distracted or getting discouraged. So, so that's step three. And to go along with step three, which, which will be step four here, discover and know how you create or work best. And this can be a bit of a tough one because if you're not plotting out the times of your day to work, you, you may not discover it. It may be something that just happens organically. So for me, I found that my most peak times for getting through things is really early morning. So early morning from 6 a.m. to say 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. is when I feel like I can really flow in my work. My, my mind isn't set on everything else that's going throughout the day. Uh, you know, I feel refreshed. I've, I've, you know, woken up from hopefully at least six hours of sleep. And now I can, I can tackle this idea. I can tackle this concept. When I was doing The Road to Mars, I found that I would write whenever I could. You know, I would write early morning, I'd write later in the day. This was also when I was working about three days a week part-time. So I had a little bit more extra time to do stuff. But but now that I have more of a consistent schedule where I'm working 7.30 to 4.30, I can figure out exactly, well, is it really early morning or is it going to be really late at night? And that's the time of the day that, that I've had to allot for myself. And it's worked out very well, But but everybody's different, okay? Everybody's different. I mean, I have a friend that is here in Cleveland that's part of our writers group who is up till 12, 1 in the morning and that's the time that he does his writing which to me baffles me because I can't work that way 
but it works well for him. He's able to actually get his thoughts together and work best in that environment. So this is another really critical step that you as a, as a writer, as a creative, prioritizing your day, figuring, figuring out when you're going to make time to write, but also, is that the right time for you to be writing? Do you work best during that circumstances? Are there, are there distractions around you? Okay, you know, I usually go to, I, I know it's the stigma of writers nowadays, but I go to a coffee shop. You know, I just kind of get away from people. I like the stimulus of being around people and the free Wi-Fi, if I'm totally honest. <laughs> but uh, but having the ability to to know when the time will be for you to sit down and, and not be interrupted, not get distracted by things, that's something that you have to hone. And it's true for any craftsman. I mean, it's true for anyone that's trying to to uh, to create something uh, that that they want to share with other people. They have to be able to create that time and also be diligent about knowing when they're going to work best. So, so those are the first four steps of this, and and this fifth step that I that I'm going to talk about is one that uh, you know I think I was probably most guilty of in the very early stages of my my self-publishing, which is do not prematurely share your work with people who either don't know what you're doing or who aren't qualified to give you feedback, and this may be kind of like a, like Josh, like, what does that even mean? You know, don't share your work prematurely. What I'm saying is, is we do have a great idea. We think it's worth telling. Maybe this is the first idea we're actually convinced we're going to write. This is an idea that we're going to put on paper and we're going to, you know, try to get it out into the masses for people to, to criticize, critique, whatever. That being said, we should know that the critiques and the feedback should be happening much later down the line than very early on in our journey to write this story. And I can tell you when I first started doing self-publication for my first few books, Epiphanies, Theories, and Downright Good Thoughts, I remember telling a lot of people about these ideas. And I remember telling people ideas that I had for fictions. And I would bounce it off people just to be like, okay, I'll see what I'll see what they say. I'll see what they think about this idea. And more often than not, I'd kind of get this like raised eyebrow and someone might say something like, you know, that idea has already been done before or it really doesn't sound that interesting. Maybe I'm kind of interested in it, but, you know, have you considered all the process that it takes to get a book published? You know, are you going to send it to all these agents? Are you going to do this or that or this? And suddenly we find ourselves veered completely off course. The original idea, the thing that that captivated us and brought us to this point where I'm going to write about this thing has just been completely deflated. You know, you know, it's done. And yes, this can happen. You can get discouraged this early on by prematurely sharing this idea with everybody. So I'm a bit of a big mouth. Uh, you can ask my wife. I like to talk quite a bit, which is another reason why I have this podcast. <laughs> but, but to that point, knowing the boundaries you should set around your idea is also really important. And this is not something I think that most people talk about when it comes to being a creative and, and wanting to write stories is that it's really great to tell people about your ideas. But the moment that you name the idea or claim that it's going to come into existence, you're saying it out loud, you've now created this sort of unneeded accountability that was, it's just not necessary this early on. So, Am I saying keep it to yourself, don't tell anybody about your idea? Okay, no, not exactly, but I'm just telling you to be careful about it. 
because you don't know what people's reactions are going to be. You don't know if they're going to suddenly say, oh yeah, I've already read a book just like that, or I've heard of ideas like this before. Oh, okay, well, you're writing another wizard tale. Good luck with that against Harry Potter. And a lot of times I don't think people mean mean to be malicious or or uh, downputting in those circumstances, but even the slightest comment can derail a person, especially if they really feel like this is something that's close to the vest and they're, they're very much invested in, and all of a sudden it takes a few words from a person and all of a sudden everything's gone. It's tarnished. I don't think I'll ever write this thing. So again, it's really, really important that to, in order to keep this vision alive, maybe we're sharing it with some close confidants, some people that we know are going to critique as well and they're going to give us good feedback and they're not going to deflate our idea before it really gets off the ground, which brings me to this last step of this, this sixth step, and we'll run through these here at the end, is to find a peer group, find a community of creatives and writers that you can share this idea, this early brainstorming process with, and kind of get some thoughts on the table before you really start to to dive into it. And granted, I, I really didn't have a community around me to kind of start, you know, doing this this sort of thing. I know that, you know, I mentioned C.S. Lewis earlier. I mean, he, he had a, a group of gentlemen that he would meet with. I think it was like once a week or so. They would meet together and have fireside chats about what, uh, you know, what they were writing. I think they were called the Inklings or something like that. <laughs> but uh, but it's it really is a good idea to do this. It's a, it's a great idea to have someone a few close compatriots, you know, some brothers or sisters in arms that are going to give you some honest feedback, but even more so be able to protect your idea so that you're not just casting it into the wind and you're casting it out to all these people that that don't know anything about it and they, they haven't seen the finished product yet. And that's maybe what they're expecting if you're going to tell them about your idea. So, uh, you know, for me now, I feel much more fortunate in that you know, I've been able to create a group here uh, in, in in this part of the world that I can come together with, you know, say once, twice a month, share some ideas, give some feedback, deliver criticisms, have criticisms come back to me. But but I'm also a little further down the line in self-publishing. So in the early stages of writing something, having this peer group, having those few people that are really close to you that you can trust and that are folks that you know down the road will be invested to give you some decent feedback. Finding that kind of community is, is really important. And, and if you, even if you don't find it, I think I need to, to end it with this, is that if you don't happen to find this community of people right away, don't get discouraged by that either. Don't get discouraged by that. I remember I was, I was actively seeking people out for a while uh, where I was living at. I was just looking for anybody. You know, and With the internet, it's, it's much easier to find people online, but as far as a community of people you could meet face-to-face, this was something that I, I really wanted. And because I couldn't find it, that also discouraged me. That really, really discouraged me. I didn't know if I was going to be able to to really move forward with my my big novel ideas because I had all these you know, satires that I had done and, and short novellas that really weren't really telling of what I was truly passionate about and what I wanted to write about. But they were still, you know, my thoughts, my ideas, and I wanted to get them out there. But I, I really felt the, the need to have a few folks around me that knew something, knew a thing or two about writing, about story, and that I could share these things with prematurely before they actually uh, went out into the marketplace. And now I can say that I've been able to find that, but 
But uh, even if you don't, you know, even if you're someone who can't find that community right away, keep looking, okay? Just just keep looking. Keep looking for that community that you might be able to find. I mean, there's a lot of them online now. I know there's a lot of social media groups that will do that. It doesn't necessarily have to meet in person, but there are so many groups like that popping up in, in all corners of, of, at least here that I can speak to in the States, where you can find some some people that, that would be looking to, to help you with your work and you help them with theirs. So... So that's the the 411 on just getting your idea out of your head and onto paper and getting started. And that's the first part of this publication journey that that I want to I want to run through here in this new series on the writer's lens. So first of all, back to square one, having the idea, having an idea worth telling, worth sharing with others and one that we're truly truly interested in. Uh, number 2, just writing it down, getting started, whether you're an outliner, whether you're a fly by the seat of your pants type of person, uh, make sure that you just start it somewhere and just get moving in that area one way or the other. Three, planning out times of your day to actually write and read. Also imperative to do. Uh, And the next step in that is discovering how you create and write best. So you could be planning out times of your day around that time to become more disciplined, become more habitual in whatever you're doing to to try and cultivate the best idea for your for your book or for your story. And then lastly, which I think is kind of almost like a bonus step, finding a community of creatives, finding a community of writers that you can share these ideas with ahead of time and bounce off of and brainstorm so you're not just sort of shouting into the masses of some stranger who doesn't really know what's going on or, or you know, you, you want to tell Aunt Susie or you want to tell Uncle Frank or, or someone that probably doesn't really care as much, but you just have to tell somebody. There's, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of unnecessary static, I think, that you can make for yourself by, by doing those kinds of things, um, which can affect us, like I said, uh, in, a, in a very demoralizing way if we're not careful. So, so those are the sort of the six basic outlines for, for getting started, getting going. I know there's a ton of other voices out there on the Internet that give sort of similar advice as far as, uh, you know, having the discipline to write a book. Uh, Jeff Goins has a really good podcast um, called The Portfolio Life, which I would recommend as having some other really good podcasting episodes on this particular topic. Jerry Jenkins, again, that I mentioned earlier, he's a, you know he's the founder of the Writers Guild that you could find online. Really solid uh, bits of advice that he gives as well. He also has kind of a step-by-step process of just sort of building discipline to, to write your story. And another one that I would say that I found recently is John Acuff, who wrote a book, I think, in 2017, Giving, your, giving Yourself the Gift of Finish, or, or Finish, I can't remember the name of the book, uh, but, but he's really solid as well. Uh, I've been following him on Twitter, even though I hate Twitter, and uh, he seems like an individual that really has some good stuff as far as helping you learn the basics of well, how do I even get started and how do I finish my work? But, uh, but then again, that might be further down the road for, um, for this particular podcast as I, as I move through this self-publishing journey here with the shadow of Mars. So, so to, so to just kind of recap again on my own journey, uh, to writing the sequel, the shadow of Mars, a lot of what I shared with you are things that I learned when writing The Road to Mars and what I learned writing The Scientist Dilemma, what I learned writing The Epiphany Series and Downright Good Thoughts books. So this wasn't just a one-time take 
where I, I sat and I wrote run one story and I said, oh, these are all the things obviously that I need to have in place to to write my, my book or write my idea down uh, and make it, make it into a, a reality. So on that, I just want to encourage those that are listening that this isn't like the foolproof process, but it's one that I've begun to hone uh, that has really helped me to get going and get done with whatever I'm doing. And I don't do it 100% every day. I don't do it perfectly every day. I wish I did. But giving myself sort of a basic guideline and blueprint for how to get from start to finish is, is absolutely necessary. And I think it's absolutely necessary for anyone who's very serious about their work uh, from a creative standpoint. So, so on that note, uh, I'll let you guys be. I appreciate you, uh, you know, jumping in here on episode 40, which, like I said, is the beginning of this new series on the writer's lens where I'm going to be going from, like I said, from start to finish on an idea and uh, hopefully using this template of the Shadow of Mars as a, as a good way to convey that to you guys. So thanks again. Uh, again, uh, if you wanted to support this podcast, make it the best gosh darn creative writing podcast on the internet, you can go over to patron.podbean.com slash jclfelto uh, for a monetary donation. You know, obviously I'm very grateful for anyone that would uh, feel moved in that area to do so. Uh, but either, other than that, to like, share, and subscribe, and to let anybody else know, anyone who might be an aspiring writer out there or author that's uh, trying to get the nuts and bolts down of their ideas, and don't be afraid or feel free to reach out to me too. I mean, I should have my contact info in these podcasts. If you if you have any follow-up questions, you know, I'm glad to answer those via email or, or whatnot. So thanks again, guys. Have a great rest of the week, and I will catch up with you again shortly.